Alright, I got some uh, time on my way back from the VA to the gym. Uh, it should be uh, nice and empty by the time I get there. That's the way it should be. Um, so, uh, I'm coming back from the VA. And I just have to get some stuff off my chest in regards to the VA. Uh, it has come to my awakening, more like more like a re re reawakening, that the VA, the Veterans Association in particular, just is completely incompetent and does not care about you, nor is even willing to try to care about you. Uh, I mean, I would love to say that I'm just a number to them, but the VA doesn't keep records of numbers. <laughs> um, and uh, I guess this is what I'm, I'm venting about today, is uh, the VA has decided that I need to start going to uh, a group therapy for anger management, to which I uh, allegedly agreed to. Um, here's my, my first issue with that. One of my issues... Um, that I deal with is um, as I, I'm getting older and you know, I, you know progressing through life um, I'm kind of shielding myself um, from society and to which I don't want to be around groups I mean I used to work out with like a, a big group of guys uh, now I avoid them um, because I just want to be by myself I, I can't even be at the gym anymore when, it, when it's crowded uh, you know, and I like going to the gym, even though, you know, I'm a fat guy, I still like going to the gym, I, I like working my body, um, and I've told the VA this several times, so what does the VA do? They constantly push for me to go to group therapy, constantly, everything must be group therapy, I have fought tooth and nail, tooth and nail, to be able to get individual therapy, okay, it was, it was like pulling teeth, to get individual therapy. And I don't even want to talk about how long... Uh, well, I will talk about it. It took me three years to get a chiropractor uh, review from the VA. Not a review, a referral. It took three years to get a referral to go to see a chiropractor. And I know this is going off, but you know it, it kind of goes all together. So it took me three years to get a referral to see a chiropractor through the VA. I get the referral. I live in Williamsburg. They wanted to send me to Virginia Beach. They wanted to send me to Virginia Beach. And for those of you who don't know, okay, I live in Williamsburg. The VA that I go to is about 35 minutes away. The chiropractor that they wanted to send me to, that they initially gave me a list for, is 30 minutes from the VA in the opposite direction. So they wanted me to travel over an hour to see a chiropractor. Now, this wouldn't be an issue except for the fact that on my way to the gym every day, I pass by no less than six chiropractors. Six, which are two to three miles away from me, but the best the VA could do was send me to Virginia Beach over an hour away. So it took several phone conversations and, and to convince them that there's no way in the world I was going over an hour away 
to see a chiropractor when I pass six on my way to the gym. They're within less than five miles from me. Um, so that's just one example of how the VA doesn't care. My next example is, uh, I will use today as an example. Um, so I go to this group therapy and it's, uh, it's supposed to be two doctors. One of the doctors isn't there uh, because she had some sort of prior engagement. I, I wasn't aware that my, my therapy, that my tax dollars and your tax dollars are going to, wasn't important enough for both doctors that are on the panel to be there to actually be there. Why is my doctor missing from the first appointment? Why? Why does the VA not have the capability also to know who I am? Anytime I go to an appointment at the VA where I do one of these meetings, they read off the names from a list and they're looking around as if they don't have my picture in the system. As if they don't have a picture of me in the system that pops up when they pull up my information. So that's how they start the meeting off. They're looking for, they're reading off the names looking for me. What if I'm deaf? What if I have my headphones in? I'm supposed to pay attention? This is, I am the patient. I am the patient. They don't know who you are. They don't have a picture of you. They don't even know how to say my name. They constantly call me Diaz. My name is Diaz. It's like Cameron Diaz. It is not that difficult. There's, there's no way you're going to... Diaz is like the Smith. That's like the Smith of the Spanish world. There's no way you're going to tell me that you've never come across the name Diaz. Okay, I'm sorry. It's not that hard. They don't know who I am. They don't have a picture. Also, I'm, I'm just going to assume that they don't read each other's notes. Because this is, it's, it's the, the incompetency level of the VA is to the level where I feel like they're doing it on purpose to be intellectually dishonest. They're intellectually dishonest. They don't read each other's notes. And you know how I know this? Every time I go to one of these therapies, they ask me the same questions, not in a update manner, into the manner of which they don't know anything about me. Every time I go to a rep for the VA, they ask me what branch of service I'm in. Not to see my mental capacity, because they don't know. How do you not know what branch of service I'm in? It's right there in the record. Pull up my record. Do you need my social? I mean, you have my VA ID, do you need that? Why are you asking, why don't you know my branch of service? Why? It's so, it literally should say, my name, branch of service, United States Air Force, and then my job in the Air Force, and then why I'm here. They don't know. They don't know because they don't care. They don't care because you're not even a number to them. Okay? You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm basically venting here, and, and I apologize um, if I, I'm seeing a bit incoherent at times. But it, it's just wildly frustrating to me. So, 
one of one of the things that many veterans suffer from that are um, that are mentally disabled that have mental deficiencies is they they have problems opening up. So I go to this one group therapy uh, to where oh sorry that's my phone. I go to this one group therapy to where um, it is a, a a suicide awareness and depression therapy. So it took me maybe eight months to even really begin talking there because I don't know any of these people. The doctors are, are, are changing. It's never the same doctors at the same time. Sometimes it's three. Sometimes it's two. Um, some A lot of times one of the three will not be there. And you know, it's just, it's it's very inconsistent. So, what was I saying? I apologize. So, it's wildly inconsistent. They're, they're always asking the same questions. And then whenever you go to a different group therapy, or even an individual therapy, they ask me what are my issues that I'm suffering from that I'm at the VA for. What do you mean, what are my issues? Look at your file. You know why I'm here. You know why I'm here. And I know some people are going to say, well, you know, you know, they're doing a check to see if you know why you're there. I know why I'm there. I made it to the appointment. I know why I'm here. Do you know why I'm here? Then they all, they all ask uh, like two or three questions of personal history. And then they begin uh, a diagnosis. And the way the VA works is every uh, counselor, psychiatrist, they have their own niche. So if you go to uh, a doctor that they specialize in TBI, like traumatic brain injury, on your file, we will begin treating you with TBI. When you're done with that doctor and you go to another doctor who specializes in um, uh, bipolar disorder, in your file, now all of a sudden you have bipolar disorder. You see where I'm going with. Your diagnosis just depends on the doctor and there's no consensus. They don't look at each other's notes. They will always ask the most moronic question to which I know they, they should know the answer to. Like like for me, I, I suffer from depression and suicidality um, and, and things of that nature. They will ask me constantly when I, when I first got separated from the military what was the reason why was I suicidal back then? What, you know, my depression levels back then um, when, you know, you know, uh, up till you came to this VA, how many suicide attempts have you had, um, that you've, and in the level of degree to which you've progressed. Now, this wouldn't be an issue for me, except that each doctor asks this. Why are you asking, why are you all asking me the same question? If I told Dr. A this, then Dr. Q should know this already. And, in, and again, I'm not talking about recent history. I'm talking about past history. You know, you typically like to ask questions from uh, five, six years ago. 
why are you asking you're, you're asking me the same question that they all ask I can understand if you're finding discrepancies in my story to where hey he might actually be suffering from some sort of brain injury but they're not they're asking because they don't know they don't know because they don't read their notes this is grossly incompetent grossly incompetent um Another problem I have with the VA is they purposely try not to get to know you. And this goes back to what I was saying about the, uh, it taking so long to open up in uh, the, the therapy meetings. They do no real history of the veteran. They don't ask any actual personal questions that might lead into other questions. Uh, they don't care really about your physical or mental health other than what they can observe that day. And what I mean by the, uh, the physical health in particular is, so I take a lot of uh, antidepressants. Um, I take uh, stuff that is not mood altering, but it's supposed to be mood stabilizing. Obviously that's not working because I'm all over the place, but it's supposed to be mood stabilizing. Now, one of the issues that uh, occurs in medicine is getting the right dose for the individual. Everybody's different, right? So I'm six feet, 32, 240 pounds. So the dose for me isn't going to be the same as uh, a guy who's six, five, uh, 200 pounds, right? You know, it'd be a tall, skinny guy. You know, we're going to have different levels of absorbing that medication. So one basic thing that the VA could do, which they don't do, which is mind-boggling, is how about you ask me what my diet is like? Why don't you ask me what my diet is like? Because diet would affect how my body is absorbing the medications. If I'm not getting enough of a certain uh, of fat, or protein that would help my body absorb medications, wouldn't that be useful to you? Isn't that basic common sense? If my diet is lacking in something in particular, then you should review that so you can adjust the level of my medication. Maybe I have a high tolerance, maybe I have a low tolerance, maybe I'm suffering from some sort of deficiency that's preventing me from absorbing uh, said medications 100%. You know how you do that? A blood test. You do a quick blood test, okay, and you do a, a, a blood panel, and then you check to see what are what are the levels of the hormones that I'm receiving, that I'm, I'm producing, uh, how is my body chemistry absorbing uh, this medication versus that medication. And some people may say, well, this is... Um, they don't do that because basically they're, it's cost analysis that they're saving money, trying to save money. It's not saving money in the long run because if you have to keep pumping me full of drugs, then you have to keep paying for said drugs. Okay. And if you have to keep paying for this drug to counteract this drug to counteract that drug in order so I could absorb this drug better or for it to take better effect, you're just wasting money. Okay, and you know, medication pills in America cost a lot of money. 
So they're trying to save money in the shorthand, but they're they're not doing a good job because in the long run, they're winding up spending more money. A simple blood test, a blood analysis would easily determine uh, what what's going on uh, with diet and hormone levels. Um, another thing, I'm 32 years old. So I am right now at that cusp to where uh, my natural testosterone levels in my body are beginning uh, to not be as potent and maybe even be decreasing. So a lot of guys um, in their mid to late 30s, if they have a good doctor, will start getting TRT, uh, testosterone replacement therapy. Um, and one of the symptoms of having low testosterone is in males, you will start being depressed. You'll start, you know, you'll be sad because your testosterone level was at one point and then, you know, guys, in case you didn't notice, you actually do have a certain level of estrogen in your system. Um, and what happens is it, your testosterone levels will lower and now you have a lower level of testosterone to counterback the counterbalance, the estrogen in your system. And even some guys, what they'll actually face too is if you're producing less testosterone, then it's harder for you to make and maintain muscle and things like protein synthesis. So you will start getting fat. Well, what's something happens that when you get fat, your estrogen levels can increase, right? In men, what happens when a man's estrogen level increases? He starts retaining even more weight, more fat. So as the testosterone level goes down, he'll start getting depressed. Maybe he'll start eating more. It'll be harder for him to burn fat. And then he's eating more and he's getting fat. So now his body is starting to produce excess estrogen, which is going to retain that fat. Now, I know this seems like I'm going off on a tangent on, you know, uh, protein and estrogen. But what, I, what I'm getting at is this is common knowledge. I have never been tested by the VA uh, for my testosterone levels, my hormone levels, to see maybe something that could easily counteract my depression, my suicidality, is, hey, maybe we should start giving him some TRT. You see what I'm saying? Isn't that isn't that an easy solution? Let's do a blood test on him. Um, I have never received a CAT scan or MRI at the VA. I got out of the Air Force in 2007. Um... I was uh, unaware that I was actually supposed to be receiving benefits until 2013. Um, and in, in 2013 till now, I have never received a CAT scan or MRI. Uh, they believe, you know, they say I may have some form of a TBI. Obviously, I, 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 I willfully admit that I suffer from uh, depression and suicidality and, and amongst other things. Don't you think uh, a brain scan might uh, give more information to my situation wouldn't it be beneficial to you is i mean i'm not trying to reinvent the wheel here i'm 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 using basic common sense these are common sense things that the va doesn't do why because they blissfully try not to get to know you they try not to get to know you the only time they ask questions about your past like let's say your childhood is what they're doing is, and, and veterans pay attention to this, they're asking questions about your childhood to see if they can find an, an, an issue 
an issue to which you had a problem before you were in the military. So that way they can come to a new uh, hypothesis or resolution that you were crazy before you were in the military. It's not the military's fault that you're crazy. So let's start adjusting your rating. That's the whole purpose. I've seen it before. I've talked to many veterans who have had this happen. Many veterans who have told me that they're afraid. They're afraid to tell anything about their past because they've had friends. And I've seen it myself. They've had friends or guys that they've known that were in the VA system. And they told them about some sort of uh, traumatic experience in their childhood. And and then months later, at the next review, the VA was talking about, hey, perhaps your rating uh, isn't appropriate for you. We're thinking of lowering your rating. I'm saying this doesn't happen all the time, but there is there's a lot of talk about that. Uh, amongst veterans, there's a lot of talk, a lot of fear about the VA coming and taking away your benefit. You know, it's something that you earn. You earn with blood, sweat, and tears, with friends dying. Okay, you fly into the Iraq under fire and you hear the bullets flying off the hull of the plane. In the middle of the night, years later, you will wake up in the middle of the night and you'll still hear those sounds of ricochets coming from some corner of your house. And then when you get to that corner of your house where you find that sound, you see your dead friend lying there bleeding, asking you for help. And you don't know what to do, so you start panicking. You don't know what to do, so you start panicking. And then just like that, it's gone. The image is gone. And there's nothing left for you to do but go back to bed. And deal with it another day. And the only person that's there that cares about that situation is your mother, your father, your wife. But you know who doesn't care? The VA doesn't care because they don't want to get to know you. Their entire purpose is to get you through the system and get you out. They don't want to know anything about your personal history unless it's a way, a means to an end to get you out of the system or lower your rating. You don't like being in groups? Well, guess what? We're not going to give you individual therapy unless you complain for months. Until then, you're going to go to group therapy. And if you don't go to group therapy, what we're going to do is say that you're non-compliant with your treatment. And if you're non-compliant with your treatment, then you don't need the VA. Then you don't need them. That is what veterans are facing every day. Every day they face this, and nobody cares. Nobody in Washington cares, Democrat or Republican, conservative or liberal. We have people dying on the streets, veterans suffering. We have half a million disabled, sorry. We have half a million homeless in this country. A hundred thousand of them at any given time are veterans. Most of them are suffering from mental illness. Where is the VA caring about these people? Where is the VA? Where is local, state, federal government in all this? 20 veterans commit suicide every day. We know this number because these veterans are in the system. The system is failing 20 veterans every day. They're putting a gun to their temple 
and pulling the trigger because that is easier than dealing with the pain of life. And one of the things that they feel a lot of times, and I speak from personal experience, is that they're pulling the trigger because at the end of the day, they're lonely. And wouldn't it be nice if there was someone, some system to which would help veterans in, in a hospital manner to which they would get to know you? To which they would call you by their for for which they would call you by their first your first name, or at least know how to say your last name, or know what you look like. But they don't, because the VA does not care about you. You are not important to them, and this is why every day, every day, anybody who will ask me, I will talk about. I don't want the VA anymore. I want it abolished. It is garbage. We need to start talking about defunding and deregulating the VA. We need to deregulate uh, healthcare in the United States even more. Okay, I want a healthcare free market. You know what I want from the VA? I want them to give me my benefits package. Okay, and in my benefits package, they give me a, a, an ID, a card, and this is an insurance card. And this insurance card, I can go anywhere I want to get my health care. Okay? The VA should just give me a review and say, Mr. Diaz, uh, we feel that you are suffering from depression and suicidality, yada, yada, yada. And I will go, okay. And then they will go, here's a list. And in this list is local providers in your area. You can either choose one or we could choose one for you. I shouldn't have to go 35 minutes to get mental health care at the VA. I should be able to do it locally. The VA should provide that. The Veterans Choice Program is garbage. It takes months to get through that system. It shouldn't take me months to get an appointment because I'm crazy. If I'm hearing and seeing things, it should not take months to get an appointment. And the VA's answer for that is... The VA... Should... Empower the veteran and their families to get local care. Okay, I should be able to speak to somebody on a familiar basis to where I'm not a number, to where they know my name, they know my story. But they won't. Because the VA does not care about you, the healthcare system in America does not care about you, and it's, it's all jacked. It's all jacked. So, uh, I'm gonna end this now. Cause I'm a little upset, even more than <laughs> than I sound like in this video. Um, listen to some music, go to the gym, vent, go home, play with my puppy. Uh, try to cut this video um, so it doesn't look uh, like I'm a complete rambling madman. Uh, if you like the video, share it, like, comment, subscribe if you want to. It's basically just me rambling. I think that's what this challenge is going to be. 
me uploading, me playing video games for therapy, and then me rambling like this constantly. So, uh, you guys take care, and God bless.